Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. We're so busy being distracted by the idea that, like, our kids can speak Mandarin Chinese that we're not realizing they can also fold socks. Right. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Do you make your children do chores? That's that's where I'd like to start with you. Engage in some massive fly murder and teach your children that killing things in exchange for money is what makes the world go around. I would say my parents were dead on with that chore. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Okay, welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And this week we're talking about chores. Do your kids do them? And should they get paid for them? That's kind of my question this week. Yeah, that's exactly right. Is the allowance tied to it and should they be doing them at all? How much? How frequently? What is the role of chores in your household? The role of chores in my household is kind of kind of interesting because the NYC thing makes it a little different, right? My kids do not take out the garbage cans, rake the leaves, mow the lawn, skim the pool. I don't know, like shovel snow. They skim don't have the pool. Any of those? You know. Now have, let's just be clear. You don't have a pool, and we New don't York have City. a pool. Okay. But if we did, you're yeah, not a point oh one percenter. No, no. But they, but they, you know, what I don't know. We like take our garbage to a, a you know bin in the wall and and throw it down the chute so so the chores are already sort of lesser in my house than than for other well kids. or you have different you don't have those sort of typical americana like picket fence chores of like rake the leaves you don't have a lawn right right well then, and, and anyway that's what i remember growing up right that that being the sort of like the, the leaves putting the wet leaves in the in the uh big hefty bags there is this study that was in the Wall Street Journal in a really good article written by my friend Jennifer Wallace, so we'll put a link up to this. But she talks about chores, and she said that there's a study of a 1,000 adults released by Brown Research, and 82% of those adults said, yes, they had chores growing up, but only 28% of them said that they make their children do chores. Oh, my God. You and I researched the exact same article for this uh, really? discussion. Yes, 82, 28. And you got the I have same right numbers? Here. You read the same, same numbers Same numbers. Do you make your children do chores? That's that's where I'd like to start with you. So I have a four-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old. And I will admit, as we started talking about and, and conceiving of this episode, that I think I'm running a little late on the chore thing. It's one of those things. And one of the criticisms in researching is that people start chores too late for their kids because you just kind of have that feeling of like, there's already a million things going on when you have kids this little. 
And so the whole chore thing kind of becomes like, uh, it'd be so much faster if I just cleaned up the exactly, plate Exactly, right, right. The value added of, of them unloading the dishwasher and you helping them in it taking 20 minutes is right. like three like, minutes. Would I rather in three minutes unload the dishwasher, be done, and get on to the next thing? Or would I rather berate weeping children as they unload the dishwasher? And the answer for me is always A. But that being said... We have just recently really started implementing chores. Like we don't have a chore chart yet, although I don't, I'm not opposed. We don't have the chore wheel thing going on. I am opposed to charts and wheels, but we can get to that. Opposed. Okay. Yeah. I was sort of like, maybe we should start the wheel and chart. <laughs> um, but I have, I feel like chores have started to come in fairly naturally in terms of like, okay, you guys can set the table. You can clear your plates. I think we're just about to enter the rinsing phase for the plates. Um, you know what's a great job for, say, like a five-year-old is to do a uh, Tupperware, like, you know, uh, bankruptcy. Like, just, like, go through all the Tupperware on a uh, Sunday afternoon and match up everything and everything that doesn't match up. Match the throw lids. out. We do need that done. Or, or go through all the unmatched socks of the last six months and, and see yeah, if they can see match them up. Little kids can do that. But anyway, that's you, a good one. That's a good one. Yes, it's a good place to start. But you said your kids were starting too late. I'm curious what what's too late. What, what did you read that said that there was a certain age? Well, I mean, uh, I read one study that was saying, you know, it might it was probably your same article, your friend's article that was saying basically like kids who start chores at four, three or four are closer with their families. They do better in school. Their hair is shinier. Like everything turns out better for kids who start chores at three or four yeah I sort of eye rolled when I read that but then it also talked about how they they also develop more empathy right and I think that's true they certainly develop more empathy for me since I've started making them doing more stuff around here when my kids whine about cleaning the kitchen or whatever I, I can say I know doesn't it suck let's get to it <laughs> yeah it I just more I was like for the three or four I wasn't really thinking about chores although it, there's this sort of divide the formalization of chores which is like everyone has a chore it's on the chore wheel and that's the chore you're doing this week because it's Tuesday and that's on your chore wheel my kids help me load the laundry help me change over the laundry I am realizing and I have to really be careful about this that we are getting into a fairly disturbing gender breakdown because my daughter loves to help with chores she loves to do the laundry. She loves to, she's four years old and she's like, let's get the broom out and clean. She loves it. And my boys fight it tooth and nail. So I tend, and also my little one's still in preschool. So she's home with me more. So we tend to have like, let's do an afternoon clean. And I definitely don't want to create a dynamic in my house where the girls clean up after the boys. I mean, that's going nowhere fast. I remember uh, thinking that was not so bad though, back in the seventies when, my two brothers were outside chopping up the icy front walk with the shovels and I was inside babysitting my younger sisters. Yeah, I, that's I could look true. out the window and like I have, I have the better too. part. I have the better part of this. So it was yeah. it's not all bad being a little But it's game. interesting how quickly that happens. Like one of the chores that my bigger kids do is they unload groceries from the car. That's their job. But I kind of get freaked out when our chore divide starts to just 
meander into this lane of like boys do the heavy lifting and girls sweep the floors. Yeah. It starts to feel like like a bad Disney movie at our house. I, I just feel like the the, the chore, for for me when I've tried the chore wheel or the Melissa and Doug chore board or oh, any yeah, of that my stuff. My sister has that thing. I just like it, whenever there's too much pomp and circumstance around it, it just falls apart after two days. And and. And it just caught, like you were saying about, oh my gosh, I could just have unloaded the dishwasher by now. By the time I set this up and berate them and remind them that it's there and remind them that it's there again, you end up doing it yourself. So I, I haven't found those to be, I'm not opposed to them, but I just think, oh gosh, they just, for me, were kind of a waste of time. Um, it was, it took, it didn't take away the mom wheedling that was required to get my kids to do the job, even though I, I would assume that is the point, right? You can't. Can't negotiate with uh, stickers and and magnets, but right, that you're taking yourself out of it. It becomes like we have the famous like um, duck alarm on the phone. Like no one fights the duck. Like if the duck goes off, everything ends. You know, and and the chore wheel and the chore charts serve kind of that purpose. Like there's an outside force telling your kids what they have to do, and you don't have to start the debate at let's help out. Oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. Right, um, and then like, and why does she get to clear the table when I have to? Blah, blah, blah. That just, I, I, that, yeah. I have such low uh, threshold for that. Yeah, but I, that- I feel like I feel like I've gotten further with my kids. You know, my kids are older, right? My kids are nine and twelve and thirteen. Did you notice how I had to think about that for a minute? <laughs> we both do. And the thing is, we say it every episode, and we're still like, I think I said on the last episode, <laughs> I think are... my first grader is five. Like, no, my kid, my first grader is not five. He's six and a half. Sorry, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. So my nine and twelve and thirteen year old, I I have finally figured out that that I do get further by just. You know, sometimes we let things go, and then then there are certain times when it was when it's okay, guys. I'm turning off the TVs. I'm turning off the Xbox. Like we're all gonna work for 20 minutes. We call it a power clean in our house, and it's like all hands on deck, power clean. And there's there's groaning, but again, you set the timer. I find the timer to be a very useful, non-negotiable thing too, and. They they understand. We're just going to work as hard as we can and see how much we can get done in ten minutes or twenty minutes, and then we're done. And the TV's not going to go back on until we're done, so we can. This can take an hour or ten minutes. Let's see. And it's it's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? When you have your kids really helping you, it really does take. It could take me an hour after dinner at night to right to clean the dishes, load the dishwasher, and clean. I don't know, put the food away, whatever. All of us, it's, an hour can go by, and if your kids help, I feel like it takes ten minutes. Yeah, and I think I think there's something kind of organic about chores that you should lean into. Like that for me chores started when I was just like I cannot face the playroom floor again. Everybody in. Like right. it's a team effort now. And uh my sister and her family always call it the super fun cleaning party or the super fun laundry party. See, power clean, exactly. And it's like, come on people, it's time for what are we doing next? Next up it's this super fun sock sorting party. Like, and you know, there's grumbling and groaning about it, but I think that's right. You kind of give it a time and it, and you do make the house a collective effort for everybody. And that is important. And I think it's important for the parent to facilitate that. One thing that really helped us with the playroom disaster is that I did go and buy a bunch of bins and a labeler and I stuck, you know, like magnetiles, marble run, like all the things I have a million pieces, puzzles. And so that it's easy for little kids to help if you kind of have it 
well organized. And that's something you see even in the preschool classroom, like all the plastic food goes in the plastic food bin. And so even with my four-year-old, when we go up to clean her room, okay, you start on the plastic food. Your job is here's the box. Every piece of plastic food, she's been doing that since she was three. That's yeah. a great chore for a three-year-old. That You need to do like a two-hour sort of that stuff once a month, I think, instead of 20 minutes a day. Because yeah, it could take you. For take... some reason, oh, at my kid's age, it's like the stream of crap that comes into our house is unfightable. And we will have an entire episode in which I do a 45-minute rant against party goodie bags. That's my the that. cause of my life right now. Okay, but here's what I want to ask. So we it seems like you and I are on a more um, ad hoc chores thing, like that there's something to be done. Put down we're your toys, do everybody, and, let's, and we're all going to do it together. Right. We're not super formalized needed. about it. Right, right. Like we're going to put an hour in on, on a Sunday afternoon, and everybody's going to get the room looking nice, but it's not every day I... When, when when my husband was growing up, his, his my mother-in-law is very neat. And so his sister, because of course it was gender divided, right? His sister, I think, was in charge of the dishes. And he had to rake the shag carpet in the living room because it was a rake. He was a manly. <laughs> oh, God bless the 70s. To, every day he had to rake the shag carpet so that the lines all lay in the same direction. And he rolls out that story, you know. Weekly. But they, 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 have you ever seen those little golden books? There's one called We Help Mommy. I love those retro. No. Little, okay, so there's this book, We Help Mommy. You know, like a 1960s um, book about how a typical boy and girl that aren't in school yet, because I guess back then you weren't in school till you were five or six, right? So they're, they're hanging out with mommy all day. And they help mommy all day. And in this book, like on page one, this kid who looks like he's maybe three – like his, you know, he looks like he has a diaper on. He's frying eggs on a hot pan. <laughs> and, and like on the next page, the daughter's sweeping and, and, and holding clothespins in her mouth and putting laundry on the line, like these little toddlers. And finally, like two thirds of the way through the book, there's somebody holding a toy finally. And it's the mother. The mother's running, running the sweeper, as we used to say, and, and holding like one errant toy in her hand. So I do sometimes yeah. think that maybe my kids could be doing more than they are. And maybe I am selling them short. Well, and I do think it goes back a little bit to the helping helicoptering discussion about this hundred year shift from where a hundred years ago, people had children to like run their farms. That's why you had children. Yeah. You (laughs) had children because you needed the manual labor to a hundred years later. A mom's job is making sure her child plays piano and speaks Mandarin Chinese and nothing else is important. And you're just supposed to subjugate everything to the cause of making your child's life successful and important. That's a, that's a big point. Cause so in a hundred years we've gone from, I have to have more kids cause I need help threshing the hay to right. every kid you have increases the amount of chores you have because of the amount because of party favorite bags. Because you have to make sure they can play like that Sonata by the time they're seven No, it's the old. party favorite bags. That's the, that's the other biggest difference right. in the last hundred years. Those but kids we are doing an entire parties. show on party favorite bags and you are going to hear some anger coming from me. Get ready. I met this mom once at a, at a blogging conference who told me that she, her five and seven-year-old do the laundry. And I said, oh, that, that's cute. You sometimes sort of suck. And she, and she said, no, they do the laundry. And I still was like, what do you mean? You mean you pour the detergent out into the cup and then they get to put it in? No. I don't know how much detergent they use because 
they do the laundry. There's a meme that's been going around Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. And it's a picture. And it's, it says, if your kids can use a smartphone, they can use any of these devices. Oh, I've seen and that. And it's a picture of like a washing machine, a dishwasher, a broom, a mop. And I do think that, and I was, I mean, I began by saying, I think I've been a little bit behind the curve with that stuff myself. The idea of like, oh, well, what do kids do laundry when they're 12, when they're 15? Like right now, you know, they should just pick up a couple of toys and call it a day. And I do think I want to and should challenge myself. One thing, I mean, some of them have happened organically. Like I talked in the Picky Eater episode about our reliance on Pillsbury, um, crescent rolls to get us through every meal basically but my son we had a he's a boy scout we had his boy scout troop over on the troop leader and the kids made dinner for their moms and I handed the kids carrots and carrot peelers and they were like wow this is fun I've never peeled a carrot before none of them couldn't do it and then we supervised them but we gave them sharp knives and they cut the carrots up you know and they opened a can of biscuits, put it on a sheet pan, turn the oven on. Once you see what kids can do, it's kind of a revolution. And all the moms at that dinner came away saying, I'm going to help my kid make, you know, I'm going to have my kid help with dinner at night. But now my kid who has to have the Pillsbury Crescent Rolls at every meal, that's his job. He comes home, he comes in before dinner and he knows like he has to make them and he puts them in the oven himself. <laughs> and I think... You don't know until you try what your kid is capable of. And definitely my sister-in-law, every kid had a laundry basket in their room with their name on it. And they were responsible. I don't know what by what age, but it was young. It, and they, eight and or they nine. had a lot of kids close together, right? I mean, they don't we kids all these close days, together. But... She was busy. She was working. She had four kids. And when that laundry basket got full, it was your job to bring it down to the basement, wash it, dry it, fold it, and bring it back upstairs. <gasps> Yeah, and I don't, I I don't know got, why. I don't know why I, I I think like that's amazing, as if that's utterly impossible to me. Like that sounds to me like. But we're so busy being distracted by the idea that like our kids can speak Mandarin Chinese that we're not realizing they can also fold socks. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good place to break. We're going to take our first break and um, share this little comedy piece with you, and we'll be right back. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It 
adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Doing chores with your kids. Fantasy versus reality. Fantasy. Everyone come pitch in and we'll clean the playroom. Many hands make light work. Reality. Oh, for God's sakes, we've been here for two hours. Here, just hand me the train pieces. I'll do it myself. For the love of God, just stop whining. Fantasy. This chore chart will let us know whose turn it is to do the dishes. Reality. This chore chart will help mom estimate how many of Nana Sue's glasses will make it through the rinse cycle. Fantasy. I read an article on Facebook that says that you guys are old enough to help mommy bring in the firewood. Reality. Ma'am, we've had a report of small children hauling logs on your property. We need you to come down to the station and answer a few questions. Fantasy. Boys, the lawn is all yours. Go rake those leaves. Reality. No, the rakes are not weapons. Please watch out for your brothers. Okay, let's go to the ER. Okay, we're back. There was a point made, I don't know if it was in that same Wall Street Journal article, um, that if you emphasize academics, after-school activities, you know, learning these skills, playing chess, being on the soccer team, 
but you don't emphasize being a helper within your own home, you're teaching your kids a bad lesson. That's a good point because there's there's definitely been plenty of nights that say my 13-year-old, I let him go upstairs without even clearing his plate because during dinner he's mom, I have this and there's a paper and there's, and this is due yesterday. And, and, and he just got home from basketball practice. And so I let him, yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll clear your plate. Go ahead. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like, oh, well, sorry, Amy, your kid's done and ruined. Like you, you messed it up, but I do think it's worth really examining what are the overall messages that we're giving our kids. And I think with not with kind of excusing them from the whole, like, well, you're too busy with your very important academics and after school activities to be a helper within your own home. That's a bad message. Yeah, that is a bad message now that I hear it out loud. Have you seen this Maria Montessori chores chart? It's a little bit retro. That's been all over Facebook too for like five years. Oh yeah. And the chores are like super, yes. super intense. Yes. I'm looking at it right now. Like, uh, all right, give me, lay some on me. What are for the example, chores? For example, a two and three year old could carry firewood. <laughs> <laughs> And set the table, I guess. I mean, that would be quite a table. I'm going to tell you right now that if your neighbor sees your two-year-old lugging firewood, you're getting a call from Child Protective Services these days. Four to five-year-olds can put away toys and make beds. Again, depends on what your standard is for a a made bed. Um, Six and seven-year-olds can empty dishwashers. I guess I agree with that. And weed gardens. Um, Eight to nine-year-olds can change light bulbs. Like I guess, like on, with on a ladder, um, and wash laundry, and spray off patio. It says ten to eleven year olds can, <laughs> ten to eleven year olds can deep clean a kitchen, uh, or prepare a simple meal, and twelve and up can wash and vacuum cars, trim hedges, and uh, do simple home repairs. <laughs> okay, so you had me. I, I, I actually thought the list was going to sound much more outrageous to me. Like firewood and simple home repairs maybe seem a little advanced. But um, but when you really think about it, right? Like, I, yeah, I guess they could. Well, it's interesting because I, I keep going back to the Boy Scouts. My, my two boys are in the Boy Scouts right now. And the thing that is constantly amazing, like my eight-year-olds this month are doing knife skills and you have to you buy them an incredibly sharp knife at the Boy Scout store and they need to work with this incredibly sharp knife and start whittling and carving soap and like start learning how to use I'm going to be clear an incredibly sharp knife my 13 year old I, I showed him how to do he, had, he went to a sleepaway camp last summer that he had to actually do his own laundry and so I thought, okay, high time. So I showed him how to use the machine. And of course, he was shocked at how easy it was, right? right. And you realize, like, yeah, you're right. I am five years too late showing you this. You really do just throw the pod in and press normal and then press start the right. end. Right. And like back to the I, 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 iPhone. Like, yeah, you, 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 right. you're, you're, this is going to be fine. Right. Right. And then back to him showing me how to use Google spreadsheets or whatever. Right. Exactly. And I think you touched on something earlier that I don't want to pass over, which is like, depending on what your standard for a made bed is. And I think that's something for us as control oriented moms, that's important to remember that like, it's Are you a control oriented mom? I'm not at all, but I I was trying to just include me in (laughs) that so you didn't feel bad. If you let kids have ownership of something, they have a stronger role in it. But then you have to let go of the fact that, like, that bed is not going to be a military corner perfect bed when they're five. Right. 
but it's going to get better and it's they're going to have ownership over the job. Right. And the laundry is not going to be folded so it looks like a gap store. It's going to be folded in crazy ways. But I think it is more important to let go of the perfect and give them more ownership of it. It does give them more respect. So my, my 12-year-old is the is the uh, kind of guy who thinks that anything worn for five minutes must immediately go, hopefully, you know, in the hamper, but usually on the floor. Certainly not to be reworn, right? So I started right. making him um, do more of his laundry, and now he understands that pajamas really aren't a single-use item, that really they could just be stuffed under the pillow for tonight, once once he had to do it. Or the other thing, turning everything inside out. Oh, my gosh, all the inside-out socks and shirts and things. I've stopped re-outside-inning them or whatever. I've, I've stopped reversing them. And if, if Wait, if, what do you mean when they come out of the laundry? Well, I mean, even my husband does this, but the kid, yeah, like my boys, they rip off their shirts and throw them in the laundry inside out. And so then they wash and dry and they're inside out. So if you're folding them, you right. have to turn you, you have every single step. T-shirt. Yeah. So I've, I've just been giving them back uh, the wrong way, the wrong way out. And that, uh, that's that been somewhat effective. Because that's what that's the point. That's Well, I guess there's one point of chores is to, be, to become a, a better person and a sense of accomplishment. But I think it's also to say like, oh, these, this doesn't happen magically, right? Because if I lose my mind at my kids, that's usually what it is, that I feel completely taken for granted and unres- disrespected, right? And they just don't, they don't get how hard I work and all the things I do for them. Well, how will they if I do it all for them? What we're finding is the obstacles to that are, one, it's easier to do it yourself. Two, the kids are really busy doing other things. So sometimes these things don't seem or feel like priorities. Three, it will be maybe better if you do it yourself, right? Yes, it will definitely be done. If you want it done right, do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the kind of things that you have to fight back against in order to start handing over some of the responsibility to your kids. And if you don't try it, you won't know what they're capable of. I mean, you... (laughs) It's like you watch planet earth and there's like some seven year old kid running a ferry boat in Thailand where he's like going and picking up passengers and getting them and taking their money. And and I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. I sent my eight year old to the pool to buy his own ice cream and he got the (laughs) correct change. Like keep, keep pushing that bar for yourself. All right. Well, here's what I want to talk about is, is tying allowance to chores. We don't, I mean, I don't even give my kids an allowance because I find it just gets balled up on their sock drawer and they don't they don't spend it and it just it, it turns into a thing but tying allowance to chores some people do it and some people say it's sort of a slippery slope so what do you think so we're definitely pre tying allowance to chores because none of my kids get no an allowance, allowance oh, right. at all okay. and they don't really money just my son got money for his first communion and like it's literally balled up in his sock drawer like he doesn't That'll still be there, by the way, in in eighth grade. My the first communion money just gets under the mattress. That's where that money goes. I just think they're not oriented to money yet, and Mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm sure there are kids who are very money oriented in terms of like, I want this thing, and I'm going to save up my money. But my eight year old is clueless about it. I mean, no, I don't think that's unusual at all. And he, I mean, he gets what he needs, right? And if he really wants something, his needs are being met. His birthday, and if. There are things like um, they'll see one thing and if it's not near a holiday or a birthday and they really want it, we kind of will make a 
chart, like, okay, if you do 30 days of some behavior we're working on, you know, not complaining about the food at dinner, then you can earn this thing. And so we have sort of those kind of things going on. Like you can earn certain things through your behavior. Um, but it isn't, it isn't just for loading the dishwasher or clearing the table, which you're it's supposed not to, even to do anyway. oriented. There's no connection for us right now between chores and it, it seems to me the, the best so, – so the people against it say, no, you shouldn't be paid for doing something that just involves being a member of a household. And I agree with that. And then the people who say, no, no, you, they should get paid is that say, well, you shouldn't just get an allowance for doing nothing, which right. I guess I agree with, but my kids don't get an allowance. So, so yes, I guess if you're going to give them an allowance, then there should be something expected in return. But – uh, yeah, I'm not going to pay them to walk the dog. They wanted the dog, go walk the dog. There's this financial advisor named John Gallo, and he uh, he wrote something about this online, and uh, I like this idea. He said that there's actually two kinds of chores in, in regards to should kids be paid to do chores, that there are okay. two kinds of chores. There's family chores that you do because you're a member of the family, which we've already established, but then there's extra chores like washing the car, raking the leaves off the lawn, that those are okay, okay to pay for because they're sort of over and above and on top and not part of the uh, everyday fabric of living in your household. So I guess I, I'd I, do that. I'm down with that. That seems to make sense. I just wouldn't. I, like, I don't have a dog yet in the fight of allowance car. versus chores. So, I mean, I'll get back to you in five years when <laughs> I say like, all right, here's how it worked out for us. But it, yeah, that seems to make sense. I saw these um, chore magnets on Etsy, and I am somebody who already went on record saying that I don't, I don't believe in any of that sort of uh, stuff around it, peripherals. But these were kind of interesting because, and you could, you could specify, I'll put the link up on the website, you could specify what chores you wanted to go in each magnet and how much. So on the website, they suggested vacuum upstairs hall, $1, clean your bathroom mirror, 50 cents, and there's all these different magnets. And... They suggested that you you pick the chores you want and how much you're willing to pay, and then you get this set of magnets. You put them on the refrigerator or wherever you're going to put them, and then a kid can pick one and go do that job, and then then trade it in. So you, so even though I just said, oh no, I don't believe in kids getting paid, and I don't believe in magnets, I did kind of like that idea. Like that, I like that idea of kids being self motivated to you know what I'm going to yeah. go clean my bathroom and make a buck, right? Which in the end is whatever the only problem is only but he has everybody only has 20s in their wallet right <laughs> my, my ping that were, we had a summer when we were kids we were staying at my grandmother's and the house was overrun by flies and the grown-ups said they would give the kids is this story really dark i can't tell i don't so know yet tell it. i can't wait they would give out. them a quarter for every fly they killed and they were like one of it was one of those vacations. It was like twelve cousins, and we were like running around with fly swatters, like mad people, and claiming you know we'd killed ninety flies. And then the parents started demanding that we produce a fly body for every quarter that we were going to get because they thought we were lying about how many flies we killed. <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me of that randomly. Bring it's me like, the head of John the Baptist. Yeah, exactly. It was like so dark. Like bring me a body if in exchange for a quarter, and like then you know. No recycled fly bodies. But how did um, little you feel? I bet you were very industrious that Oh, that we were afternoon. very industrious. We were very industrious. We wanted those quarters. All right. So I think we... So so are we agreeing that allowance, no for regular chores, but yes, if there's 100 flies to be killed? Yes. 
I'm I think kind of that's okay fair. with that too. Like, let's clean up the garage. If you want to engage in some massive fly murder and teach your children <laughs> that killing things in exchange for money is what makes the world go around, I would say my parents were dead on with that chore. Dead on. All right. So money allowed for special chores and and we need to go the extra step as parents and make maybe it'll take a little longer and maybe it'll be a little harder, but to get our kids involved and, and include them and sometimes they'll surprise us what they're interested in doing. Like peeling potatoes. My my boys, I needed to peel potatoes for Thanksgiving dinner last year and uh, I couldn't believe it. The the like they loved it. They were so into it. <laughs> That's the thing Who too. Knew? There's and a I lot of chores that kids get really, really into. Like my daughter loves doing the laundry. She thinks like pressing the button and putting the pot in. She loves it. My kids have gotten into like making the biscuits, peeling the carrots. The cooking shows have really helped with that. I think my kids are pretty willing to help with making dinner now because they they're invested in it with all those junior chef shows or whatever. They kind of think it's it's cool. And even the cleanup, I think it, it takes a little front work, that thing of really organizing the room. So it's like if you pick up a Lego, you know where it's supposed to go. So you can really break down the jobs even for very little kids. Like your job is every single Lego goes in this box. Yeah. You they probably can't invent them, but... the systems of like, okay, well, let's get a box for the Legos and let's be really organized about keeping the magnetiles separate from the marble run pieces. But if you've got those labeled boxes, it's like, okay, your job is magnetiles, your job is Legos, your job is stuffed animals. You know, that, and that's the perfect opportunity to engage your kids in the organization too, because I find my, my daughter's into American girl dolls. I mean, talk about stuff to sort. We have to, once a month, it's just like, okay, let's spend a whole afternoon and get the runaway set together and the gymnastics birthday party set back together. And, <laughs> And, uh, and, and we have, you know, she has bins, right? And, and so I'm like, okay, we're going to put all this, the sports in this and sports in that. And, out. and she had the label maker and she was making the labels. And she said, how do you spell warmth? And I said, what? Do you, what? And she said, because I'm going to make a label that says warmth. And like I couldn't believe that that's what she wanted the label on the uh, bin to say for outerwear. It was for winter outerwear. Yes. Huh. Ice skates and such. Yeah. Warmth. <laughs> Like muffs and you know all the nonsense that American girls get to have, but but I thought that was interesting. Like like that was not how I would have categorized a bin, but she but that's how she wanted to categorize it, and it's her stuff, and I need to give her ownership of how she's going to divide it up if I want there to be any pretense of her being in charge of it. I think that's right. That and that and that's a helpful thing. That's an actual help helpful life skill that you're developing. I hope so. And label makers are also really fun. That might yeah, be Yeah, label makers advice. are definitely a way into a kid's heart right there. <laughs> or spray bottles. Like she she also loves she's very happy to use any spray bottle to wipe down the table. So that's kind of her job a lot because she loves using a spray bottle. Really who doesn't? I like spray bottles too. Yeah, I have one right here in front of me. I was just doing a little spray bottle. Better than with scrubbing my desk. pots. Yeah, I mean there's always those jobs. But my family still operates my dad now my dad my dad turned 80 and his one one of his announcements on his 80th birthday is like he's never doing another dish or or clearing up (laughs) after dinner he sits in his chair um i guess that's probably warranted but it used to always be at our table uh at the end of the meal my dad would announce anybody under 18 stand up and start cleaning the table 
And like the adults would sit and we would clean up the meal. The kids would clean up the meal. I kind of remember doing that stuff too. Yeah. And now it's like everyone under 40. Like sometimes I'm still stuck doing the dishes, you know, but um, depending on how the ages sort out, but it's basically like that was definitely a rule in our house. Like the adults relax and the kids clean up. I cook, you clean. That's kind of the rule. That's still the rule. That's my marital rule. I cook, he cleans. Yeah, not not ours. But I mean, like, we both hate to cook and we both hate to clean. So that, that's a little bit harder to divide it up. Yeah, I hate to cook too, but someone had to make a meal in this house. So <laughs> I, I cook, but These I don't touch a to dish in this night. house. Yeah, like three times a day. It's horrible. Right? Horrible. Well, I think chores, I mean, the, the thing is we came in with a strong agreement on chores, so we didn't have too, too much to tackle. No, but I've, I've, I have a newfound understanding of that. They're not just good to do because it makes my life easier. It's good to do to teach them how to be independent and, and uh, this whole idea of self-esteem. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if my 13-year-old gets self-esteem from... Uh, you know, changing out all the toilet paper rolls. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but he's going to do it. He's it's a one-to-one. If he doesn't feel massively more self-esteemed, the second he changes the last toilet paper roll, they can give up. All yeah. right, so so make them do chores and don't pay them to do chores unless it's uh, something really special. All right, chores. Get them out there working. We get those kids. It. Get that child labor working in your favor. Do your chores. We'll see you next week. So we want to know what's going on with chores at your house. Are you a chore wheeler? chore improviser or do you just do it all yourself please join the conversation on our facebook page at what fresh hellcast or visit us on twitter at hellfresh for links to what we discussed on today's show you can visit our website whatfreshhellpodcast.com and if you're enjoying the show please go to itunes and give us a rating it really helps other people find the podcast thanks for listening Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact invented. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? 
Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.